This is the Nick and Henry Show on Raw Dog Radio, pawing around. Today we have Joe McNamara with us. Joe has lived, what, New Jersey, Dallas, Texas, New York, L.A. How many rehabs, Joe? <laughs> you were coming right off the bat. Right off the, the bat, hard, the yeah. There's no secrets <laughs> on the Raw Dog. I, did, I never kept count. It's like eight or nine or something like that. And how old are you? I'm 33 years old. Oh, God. <laughs> what do you love more in the world than hockey? Like four things, right? Yeah, I can think of a few. Not many, though. Definitely count them on one hand. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. We talked about having you on. We decided hockey was going to be the topic. I did no research on hockey. So, sure. Henry, you got anything? I'm doing it right now. How do you feel about Wayne Gretzky? <laughs> <laughs> Great one, dude. Tell, uh, tell us about hockey, Joe. What's going on? How, how do you feel about it? Actually, I got a for real question. Why do you think hockey is not... Well, I guess, do you consider it the big four? No, definitely not. Okay, so why not? I mean, TV ratings. That's generally what the big four are based on, viewership. Yeah. Hockey, mm-hmm. Hockey's more of a sport where like, I feel like like the bulk that most teams that are very successful like are sold out ticket sales all year round regardless. Like it's admission tickets. It's like where they make the bulk of their money. In hockey. But, yeah, hockey, like the, some big teams have like TV deals or deals with TV where like they're making substantial money off the like off the ice, but mm-hmm. like most don't. Like most marketplaces, like they make the bulk of their and like they make a lot of money on ticket prices. Okay. As a hockey fan, does that bother you that it's not like NFL or it's not beloved like other sports are? I don't know what bothers me. I mean Does it make you think less of the American sports public that they do not put hockey on the same level that you do? No, because I mean, like, I like those other sports too, for the most part. Like, I like the big watching the big four sports. I just like hockey more. Mm-hmm. I think maybe maybe it's like the the elitist in me that's like, uh, you know, like hockey's better. Like I know it. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't necessarily need to know it. <laughs> Do you like to watch hockey? Yeah. Yeah, this the playoffs this year. The the way that they did it in the bubble that was like kind of. I mean, like the first. Two or three weeks was like heaven. Then there's like five games a day. I could see getting into it. I mean, because I like I've never I've honestly never watched a hockey game in my life other than like college hockey and stuff like the team that you were on. Um, but I love watching soccer. Like the World Cup is my shit. You know what I mean? And I'm sure hockey's less boring than soccer, right? Yeah, it has to be. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah, and soccer is the big one. Worldwide, yeah. Worldwide. I have, a, I have a conspiracy theory about soccer. Do you think it's because there's so many poor countries and <laughs> soccer's so easy to play if you're a poor kid growing up that that's why they're attracted to soccer? 100%. Yeah. Okay. I cool. don't even know if that's a conspiracy theory. I think that's just fact. Yeah. yeah. Just a... I used to throw out there that maybe it's kids in war-torn countries who get their arms chopped off by landmines and like I mean, local war yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So they have to play a sport where they can't use their hands. That's there's a less PC. There you go. That's yeah. the conspiracy theory, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's what's not discounted, though. We don't know it's not true. Yeah. Okay. All right, Joe. So uh, you're also about to graduate with the social work degree. Technically, my degree is in university studies. Okay. What does that mean? It's essentially a collection of minors. But you did that because you had the credits for it and you just want to graduate, yes? Correct, because I was going to get my master's anyway. But that's chill because you you did well and that means you can go to grad school for anything, right? Yes. Which will be social work. Yes. Are you sure? Yeah. Why? What do you want to do? I want to be a counselor. I want to work with other... Fucked up drug addicts like me. Okay. At least some days. Is that a sobriety thing or a passion thing? Passion. It's a passion project? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Why the laugh? I'm just kidding. You, you are good at it. You should do that. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> cool, man. Well, what schools are you thinking? That was really an undercut. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> straight for the knees. Yeah. Uh, oh, straight for the knees? <laughs> that was an undercut. <laughs> what are you? What are you? What school are we going to? Uh, I'm in the process of applying right now. I got NAU and ASU checked off the list, but I was gonna apply to some other ones. I'm looking for programs that are all online though, just so I can move anywhere and keep working. So it's changing. The times are changing. I don't. I'm. This is my conspiracy theory. I'm not sure if school is ever gonna go back to the way it was. Uh, you know, just like that. I think yeah. it might just be like. An online thing for a lot of people now. What do you think? 
That's what they say about New York City. That New York City's in a ton of trouble because like all the offices there sent their workers away for COVID and then realized we don't need them to be here. We can have them all do their work over Zoom. And so New York real estate has dropped like 40 to 50% yeah. since the beginning of COVID, yeah, which is insane. But I bet if you're like Warren Buffett or you're Jeff Bezos or something, they're probably all snatching up New York real estate because it's a huge opening. I mean, it's New York. I don't feel like it, it's only a matter of time before it comes back around. I think so, too. Else. Yeah, like, exactly. It's very finite about a space in Manhattan. It's mm-hmm. not going anywhere. It's not changing anytime soon. Plus, too, if New York were to just go under permanently, that'd be like a modern-day story of, like, Atlantis. Yeah. Like that, that city at the bottom of the ocean or whatever. You know? Yeah, epicenter yeah. of so many different things, so mm-hmm. many different industries. Cultural, financial center of the world. I mean, I, I don't see, like, I feel like school has no incentive to, to turn back. Like, other than, like, freshman admissions, that's the only thing that I could see them yeah. going back for. Because they're actually able, most places, schools actually charge more money for online class. Yeah. And, like, have to use, like, you know, a fraction of the resources. Yeah, man, but it's just crazy because you, you don't learn. You don't learn. <laughs> no, no. You re- I mean, you, you can, cheat. I, I you feel cheat. like yeah. I feel like you can learn, but, like, yeah, it, it, it's much easier to just learn what you need to for the assignments yeah. and then, like, coordinate with other class members to make sure everything gets done on time yeah. and you get the grade that you want. But, like, yeah, as far as, like... Yeah, you're 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 learning for tests and assignments. You're not learning for like because it's interesting or it's something that you right. might need to know later down the line like right. in your career. As you were talking, I was thinking of two things. Like, as your professor, how do you maintain passion for what you're doing if you never talk to the kids in person, or never see them, or never like recognize the potential in a kid because of that conversation you had after class? Or well, my dad is. is a department head down at U of A, and he teaches too, and he teaches physiology Mm -hmm. um and so it's mostly kids that are on their way to med school and he actually teaches in the med school too and um he he is losing passion for it for sure not only is he losing passion but it's like strongly worrisome for him because it's like well this new generation of doctors is gonna like have only learned their stuff through zoom and you know there's certain things like chemistry like you can't really learn Mm -hmm. unless you're doing it hands-on and so it's kind of a scary ordeal Hmm. yeah I would, oh, yeah. I would have been thrown I would have been more thrown for this if it was like my first semester back in school because school's been like yeah. a really long don't process care for me but right. yeah like now it's just like I just want the grades yeah. and I want to yeah. finish and I want to get to where I want to go but like for a freshman yeah. like it would be a difficult transition what about the social aspect of it like oh, if you're a yeah. kid graduating high school and then you don't get to like move into the dorm and have parties and like try and hook up with the girl two doors down Dude, you know what I mean like that, that's a huge part roof. of life suicide's through the roof for sure I was talking to a RA mm-hmm. uh, I work with an RA that she said kids home. are just hanging themselves <laughs> no, no 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 well she said she said filled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah lots of yeah. skeletons in the closet there uh-huh. they don't order uh, books anymore they just order lots of milk <laughs> yeah. twine yeah yeah oh yeah piano piano no, no. Piano. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, giving each other the sicilian necktie so no <laughs> do it yeah. no but she told me she was like dude even when they were living in the dorms the girls were on one level and the boys were on another level and their rooms were however many rooms apart and if the RAs had if the RAs caught them going into another room to hang out they would get written up and if they got a certain amount of it's like an actual oh university God. write up you know what I mean and so you're literally not allowed to do anything unless it's outside but wait that's, that's a COVID thing though, though, right yes. yeah okay. okay yeah yeah for a second I thought you meant like, like that, those were just like standard house those rules those are just now standard pre-COVID yeah. rules yeah, yeah that would be insane no yeah. no not that Ugh, that's like more like prison than college yeah so it's it's sad but I remember one of my first semesters at Penn State the elevator got stuck but then we got the doors open but it was like halfway like in between levels you know so we like got down and crawled and there was this girl on the phone right outside the elevator shaft and as we were coming out of the elevator she went she like looked at us and paused and went 
Yo, this is crazy. Niggas be jumping out of elevators and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so much fun. That's what college is supposed to be, man. That's what, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just remember doom and gloom. Yeah. I think I think we're like uh, I think it's only a matter of time in this country before like the education system has to take like a, a quantum leap in like how it operates. Like I think the colleges have been kind of getting away with murder for like a really long time because mm-hmm. I do think more and more now and like I think COVID has probably helped expose this that like college is like an unnecessary like in, not in every field obviously like there mm-hmm. are certain fields like you want to be a a therapist or you want to be a doctor you want to be a lawyer or an engineer like you need the degree right you need Mm -hmm. the piece of paper you need probably some of the skills that you'll learn along the way in college before you actually get to the career you want but like for a lot of professions like the people that just go to college and like try and figure out figure out what they want to do there like i like i did my first go around like i think those people would be better geared to like learning a skill online yeah like a uh, there's so much you can do online or just now. working a bunch of different jobs and yeah. seeing if anything jumps out at them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right you know my favorite sandwiches henry what a sloppy joe you got okay. your meat you got your bread you got your sauce but we don't have any sloppy joes here instead we got an angry joe angry joey joe. fiorito the angriest Joe of them all. We got two Joes here two tonight. Two Joes here tonight. One peaceful, R- one angry. We. He's, he's not as peaceful as he comes off. You gotta speak <laughs> up, Joey. Uh, he usually, you know, I come downstairs every morning and I tell him, hey, it's going to be a good day. What did you say to me the other day? I think I said you looked like a... Some kind of lesbian. Yeah, yeah. It was really funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he had, like shorts down to his ankles, <laughs> and, like some tight fitness shirt on. I'm wearing it right now. Yeah, I'm wearing this around, you know, let people know. Oh, right. I mean, <laughs> so. that's mostly just because like you don't do you do like there's months in between loads of laundry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I guess apparently I'm gross, but you know. What do you have against laundry, Joey? Dude, it's just, oh, it's so much work. And, like, dude, people, people, people always sit there and they, like, they, they only wear their underwear once. You know, you can wear a pair of underwear for a week and nobody's going to know. You know, you're just. I mean, if you're sleeping with someone, I would hope that they would know. Well, I'm yeah. not, so. <laughs> so I'm okay, Joe. What about the girl who had um, herpes? Oh. You still sleeping with her? I, no? I never I never slept with her. Really? No. Why not? I, never slept with her. I don't want herpes. <laughs> you can use a condom and wait till she's not yeah. having an outbreak. So so I asked my mom about this and like I, Why is your mom qualified to tell you whether or not to or is it just a mother son thing? No, well she's nurse practitioner. Okay. So she yeah. would probably okay. have probably a good source. Valid point. Point. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, keep going. She was just saying that, you know, you know, of course people can have like normal sexual relationships. And I just, I got scared and I just didn't do it. Uh, I had sex with this really ugly girl uh, about, what, was it a week ago? I don't care. Why are you asking him? <laughs> I mean, he's in charge of my life right he now. He keeps your sex log. This was, yeah, it was, it was a hell of an experience. I mean, she was, she was rough. And uh, I remember sitting at the, the bus stop just full of shame. It really crushes your Yeah, it does. I mean, we're at a bus stop. Yeah. yeah. That's got to be, that's got to happen. Yeah. <laughs> a dark, gloomy, cold bus yeah. stop. Yeah. Like sitting there and I just slept with this, this, she was big. I'm not going to lie. She was, she was very big. And I remember thinking, you know, I might have almost at that point took the gamble with the herpes because it was so demoralizing. Well, how's the herpes girl? I don't know. She's around, you know. No, how does she look? Oh, she was very pretty. She was super pretty. So maybe you shouldn't hold it against her. She has herpes, you know. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, you know. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't, but I did. How'd you find yeah. out? <laughs> so what? How did you find out she has herpes? She told me. So okay, we get back to her apartment, and stuff is going pretty, you know, sexual, and the office is on, and then she stops me, and she goes. <laughs> Hey, I have to tell you something. And, and then I was like, what? And she's like, oh, I have genital herpes. So that just kind of stopped me right there. And Very few things it. that just really kill the moment. Really killed the moment. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't leave because she was... Ice bath she, right <laughs> she had uh, driven me to her house. So, you know, <laughs> I have to now sit there and watch The Office awkwardly until I can get a ride home. <laughs> so it was like, it was not... Oh, God, I've been sitting in your position before. 
And like hearing you talk just remember makes me remember how much I don't miss it. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, <laughs> like it's, not it's, having access to resources yeah. uh, just sucks. Being at the mercy of other people's <laughs> lives and schedules. Yeah, I interned, it is rough. I yeah. interned for this doctor for like a year, and he would always give me like a briefing before we go into a patient's room, and he didn't give me any the one time. We go in there, and he just says to the guy, "You have herpes," and the guy five times just went back and forth. What? You have herpes. What? <laughs> like between five to ten times. And I, I was like 24, so I could barely stop laughing. Like I was just hiding my face. And finally, the doc gets past that and he says to him, now you're going to get a lot of sores. You're going to get sores all over the place. And when that happens, you got to call me. We'll give you some meds. They'll go down. And the guy's just sitting there like numb to this whole thing. And then finally he gives him the, you have to tell everyone you have sex with from now on. You have to tell them about this. And I was smiling like a fucking asshole. And the guy goes, right. <laughs> I still bet he has, he's told me one person. Sure, sure, sure. Well, yeah. okay, I just looked it up. Guess how many people have genital herpes? 20%. 15. 15? I'd go for 10%. Yeah, one in six out ages 14 to 49. So like 15, yeah, yeah. 15. Mm-hmm. That's shocking. Some, like 17.5. Yeah. That's shocking. Considering it's a lifetime, life, lifelong affliction. Yeah. Um, you know how many people you could have had sex with who have herpes who weren't having an outbreak at the time and you were just like had the good Is that how it works? Like, it's, pretty hard, it's pretty hard to transmit it unless they're having Is that how it works? Yeah. If you're wearing a condom and they're not having an outbreak, you're not going to get it. I don't, you just got to time it, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, but you know, then I, I, so I texted her later and she doesn't want to talk to me now because that's what happens when you ghost someone. Yeah, I, dude, yeah. imagine how that poor girl felt when oh, you didn't do anything with her and you're sitting there watching The Office, which yeah. is already an awkward show. Yeah, yeah. it's a great show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then she wants you to be the gym to her Pam and instead you're like leaving. Yeah, no, yeah. You're just Dwight. Yeah. And then I, I tried to talk to her. And, yeah, she's fell apart. She won't talk to me. But, you know, you know, you win some, you lose some. So. I'm sorry to hear that, Joey. Well, what else makes you angry in today's life? Actually, I got a question. Uh, there we go. Where did you feel worse? Who, who felt worse? I'll give you one. The girl, after telling you she had herpes and uh-huh. you were refusing to have sex with her. Uh-huh. Or you, after sleeping with the other woman and then sitting at the bus stop by yourself. Who felt worse in those moments? Because maybe she's had the herpes experience before. I would imagine she has. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of like like the razor is not so sharp in that situation. Yeah, no, I think I think I'm a victim here. I, I see it <laughs> a as a victim. Well, I I took more heat sleeping with that fat girl than I think that girl took talking to me. So one time I went home with a fat girl from the bar, uh-huh. and she made pizza <laughs> as soon as we walked in the door. Oh, Fucking yeah. of course, she was pizza in her place to heat up. For her to eat as soon as we got home. And then she like laid down and I left. I was like, what am I doing right now? Yeah. I had I had one, I think I told I don't know if I told I know I told you this, but the one the fat girl at the party when I was eighteen, uh we went I was at this party and it was this really big girl, I was really drunk and you know, we went across the street to this park and I had sex with her in a park bathroom and she was like, uh, yeah, she was like, you're not going to tell anybody, right? And I was like, you're gross. Why would I do that? And then like walked back into the party and the first thing I did was tell everybody and I like announced it and she ran out crying and you know, so. You're a fucking asshole. I, I mean, you know. You're, you're a, did you know you're, that you're a terrible person? It's a, it's, there's a special place in hell yeah, for you. Yeah, it's young love and you know sometimes. No. It's, <laughs> young love. <laughs> young love. Sometimes, you know, emotions get frayed. <laughs> but uh, I never like saw like the Temptations it. was playing and it was love at first sight yeah. <laughs> sort of thing that's the image yeah, yeah puppy was, love yeah it was bad it was a bad time yeah. Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts on fascism took this political well the political test I'm not as fascist as I want to be I love it though and I think it's a great idea I really like the power of it but if I'm not on top, I don't want anything to do with it. Okay. I was because we've had this conversation before yeah. too. Like if you were around during the time of the Nazis, they wouldn't keep you around. No, but, you know? but <laughs> you'd be gone. Like or they wouldn't even put you to work. You'd go like like those people at Auschwitz who got off the train and were like immediately escorted to the gas chambers. Mm-hmm. I think you'd be in that class, dude. Oh well, you know that's all speculation. Why? But... He's handicapped. Plus, oh, okay. he's small. <laughs> that's, that's all. That's all speculation. But 
you know, I, I. Well, those are facts. Speculation. Debatable facts. Right? Like, <laughs> Jew, Jewish heritage probably would boost your odds too. That's yeah. true. You're, you're Jewish, right? Yeah. Jewish, yeah. yeah. So there's, you know, I have a couple things working against me. But mm-hmm. you know, fascism is not just Nazism. There's a fascist party in Italy that probably take me in. Fascist party. Fiorito, yeah. You got that. Take me in. Yeah. I just skin. Yeah. I just, I just like the power. I don't know that I'm actually fascist. Do you um, think you seek power because of a lack of feeling of power in your own life? Jeremy? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's <laughs> that would be my clinical thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's a... Uh, fascism is it's not something to be feared. You know, the wheels of history are greased by blood. So let's just sit there and think about Where it. Where does that quote come from? You didn't Mussolini. just make that up. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mussolini. Yeah. 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 There's no chance he just made that up. Sitting yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... Do you guys ever go through a phase like that? I went through a phase like that where I, like, wanted to be like really rich and really powerful. It was like, and I, I, I like would present myself that way, even though I wasn't. You know, I'd like wear a suit for no reason and like put a nice watch on and like try and look more than you know. Too many dads. That's everybody in LA. I was more the everybody anarchist. Okay. The makeshift anarchist or the self-proclaimed <laughs> anarchist. That was more, that was more <coughs> my political leanings during my youth. Not me yet. It's coming though. What with the more than thing? Yeah, the, the powerful. I just need to get a suit and a watch. For <laughs> <laughs> I would do that all the time. Everybody had to know that. I never went to medical school, but instead of telling people I'm going to be in medical school, I would tell people I was already in medical school. A doctor, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, then once that was all over, I'd lie to people and tell them I was a law student. Sometimes I'd have fake names, you know. Uh, went through this whole you know, thing. I've been telling people. So that, I'd cut that off soon, Joey, if I were you. No, I've been telling people uh, <laughs> that I'm a writer now. Because I'm a writer. You, you got to get paid, though. You got to get no, paid first. Yeah. This is on air. I want people to think I'm a writer. But we're not writers. Well, we, I mean, we've written stuff. We haven't got right. paid for it. But yeah. pe- girls on Tinder don't know that. So. You're telling girls on Tinder <laughs> that you're a television writer as I mean, of right now. The, yeah. Joey, you don't know how to spell. <laughs> how is Jacob spelled? <laughs> it's not. What, what, it's like. Oh, you see him spell Jacob? J A K U P. It's neither here nor there. Like, you know, that's why. No, like the word, the name Jacob is five letters. You yeah. got three of those letters wrong. Sixty oh. percent of the word is wrong. Yeah. No. You couldn't do that again if you tried. I could spell hippopotamus. No, that's not percentage wise, though. You'd be better at spelling that word, perhaps. Yeah, unless you think there's like eight Q's in it. Well, because I'm trying to spell H I. No, I'm not going to give it a shot. You you give it a shot. I I know how to spell hippopotamus. Honestly, I don't know if I know how to spell hippopotamus. Are there two P's in it? It's H I P P. Right? J-P-P-O, P-O-T, A-M-U-S. One of my favorite stories about you trying to be more Maybe. is about when you came into B2, before you came into B2B, how you told that girl you were a lawyer. Yep. You were were in town helping your grandma. Dude, that's, okay, so I'm at this point, I'm at this point with, like, my using and, like, drinking and stuff where I need to go for, like, 24 to 30 hours straight before it like feels good and I'm alive with it again. And then once I'm like back in the zone, I think I'm untouchable and everything's going my way and it's gonna, I'm gonna kill it and I can tell anyone anything. Uh-huh. And I'm definitely not gonna say, my name's Nick, I live with my parents because I don't have anywhere better to live and I don't have any money. <coughs> so I say, my name's Greg, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> I'm just in town <laughs> taking care of grandma. <laughs> So I want to demonstrate, you know, that I'm a great guy. Yeah. Who hasn't been it, on drugs is, for the last 30 hours. It is harder to keep that confidence, that, like, blind, absolutely dead solid confidence. I feel like the older and, like, the longer you're using yeah. career laps, like, it's super easy in the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it takes very little to get you into that place. You relapse because just, of like, the blind confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everything will be great as soon as I get high. Yeah. Yeah. And now, yeah, it's, like, 30 hours in before I'm, like in that zone or whatever. You know, you asked me about like sports or something, something like that. And I just realized like, dude, all sports are the same. Sometimes they're throwing That's a ball incorrect. around. Sometimes they're kicking a ball around. Don't shake your head at me. Sometimes they're bouncing the ball around and it's all just 
Guys like, and balls. You mean like, it's a team competing against a team? Yeah, it's like all you, the same. Yeah, like your broad balls. concepts don't even like apply throughout. There are like tons of sports that don't they, use balls. They're just the they ones, use, like, they're all the same. Track and field? Yeah. That's hockey, guys running hockey which we didn't really get into. You don't think track and field's a sport, Joey? It's... You never did any track and field events. I, did. I can't imagine. I did at a whole lot of sports, to be honest. I was in cross yeah. country and I got kicked out. <clears throat> I was in track, and they let me back, and I was in track. And uh, could you run well? Yeah, you I, have the body of a runner. I did. I did the one Frail. mile, and I did the <laughs> yeah. the eight hundred. So the two laps, which was really hard, and then I got kicked out though because this there was this guy, and he was making fun of my hand, and then I like I just hit him in the face. And I didn't know at the time he was a black belt, so he just proceeded to beat the shit out of me on the. That field. happened to me once too. Yeah, and it was it was all bad. When and I was, then I got in trouble. When I was fifteen, this kid who was eighteen wanted to fight me, and he was really big, and I ran my mouth all the time. I thought like I'll fucking take this guy anyway. <laughs> he was a wrestler, and so I punched him, and then he tackled me, and we went to the ground, and it was. Bad. Real quick. Yeah, quick. yeah. I was I was very lucky that there were two people to yeah. pull them off and then break it up. <laughs> okay, so Joe, <laughs> full circle back to hockey. Uh-huh. I was wondering. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of fighting. Yeah. How many fights do you think you've been in on the ice? A lot. How many fights have you won on the ice? It seems like guys don't win in hockey. It's, yeah, is there winning? I, yeah, is there like, winning? In I feel fights? like in hockey, like uh, the fight is more of like a morale booster, and it can be Ooh, a morale bo- okay. booster for either side. So, like as long as your team perceives that you got the fight, like okay. that's that's really the end goal. What starts yeah. the fight in hockey? I mean, it really can be anything. Like someone runs into you or some shit, and you're just pissed. Or sure, and sure. I mean, like in the old like archetype of hockey, there were enforcers, and the enforcers' job was to make sure that like the good players on the team didn't get fucked with by other people on the opposite okay. team to stop spike fights. Yeah, because okay. I think to I remember my ninth grade team. We were like five and five in football, and the five games we lost, we got blown out. And every time we would start getting blown out, we would start like clotheslining them and grabbing them by the face mask and just, we'd give them like 150 penalty yards every time the game would not go our way. Okay. And so I imagine in hockey, if a dude's really good and you're down four nothing and it's the second period, there's probably at least five guys in the team who are like, dude, I'm going to break this guy's neck yeah. if he scores again. Yeah. That is yeah. the coolest thing about the sport, I think. And I mean, I feel like in today's game, it's not really like that. Like, because you have, like, even your your guys that you see as, like, fighters in the NHL today, you're like uh, a Vander Canes or whatever. Like, they're extremely, extremely talented. Like, they can mm-hmm. they can put the puck in the net. They can pass. They can shoot. They can so also, the they can also break your face. But, like, yeah, they can yeah. do all of those other things. But the enforcer thing, that role doesn't really exist I don't think anymore. so. The, just because, like, the game is so – the rules are, have even changed as far as, like, penalties, what you can do to players, like, to mm-hmm. encourage a more offensive sport, generated okay, sport. Yeah. So, like, I feel like it's – they're trying to get away from fighting in the NHL today, like, more and more. Mm-hmm. What's the ideal body type for a hockey player? That's a good question. Yeah, yeah, do you want to be tall? I can't tell with the... I know. Do you want to be tall? Do you want to be fast? Do you want to be strong? You you probably want to be all three of those things, but you're probably slow if you're... Like uh, Bruce Lee or... No, not not Bruce Lee. Like, I I think a a lot of players get turned away from, like, NHL drafting or, like, NHL perspective just, like, based on size. So being tall always helps. What about weight? Like, big weight? No, like, you need to have that, like, balance between, like, you don't want to be, like, a lineman, but, like, you want to be, like, you know, if, like, you're 6'3", you should be over 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. For sure. So you want to be st- st- stocky but nimble. Yeah. Okay. I, well, the one defining characteristic I will say about most hockey players is, like, most hockey players that are, like, into it and they're about it and they train for it, like, their legs are the size of tree trunks. Mm-hmm. I bet. So, like, tight ends, basically. Yeah. Not linemen, not wide yeah. receivers, tight ends. Yeah. Okay. I said that's probably pretty accurate, actually. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. It's a good sport. I, I love it, man. Is hockey expensive as a kid? Yes. So that's a huge turnoff, then. 100%. If you're raising it's an elite kids. Yeah. sport. Yeah, as if you're raising kids, you don't want them playing hockey. I mean, I think there are certain places in the world, like your your north your northeastern places, like Canada, mm-hmm. uh, east coast, like Dakota, Boston, New England, I think, Boston, New thing. England, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, where like it's cheaper there because like 
the cost of maintaining the ice rink isn't so expensive because mm-hmm. like you don't have to spend so much on like electricity like cooling the place and keeping the ice like the right mm-hmm. condition but like where I grew up in Texas like it's it's expensive yeah, and especially like as a kid who like needs new like is growing and like needs new equipment like once mm-hmm. a year like to re like my the gear that I have today now granted like I use my gear for a lot longer but like head to toe we're talking a couple a couple thousand dollars oh to like just 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 to like put the equipment on you jeez now i mean like obviously if like you're good and you're super talented you can get into like right you can get into the programs that like where you're scholarshiped like Mm -hmm. if you're good enough like you can go to boarding school where they'll pay for your Mm -hmm. your equipment if you play on any like most collegiate teams pay for their their players equipment Mm -hmm. um yeah, like higher level hockey, they're gonna pay for it. It's kind of like skiing. Like uh, I grew up skiing, and you. But if you're poor, you're never going skiing. You're never in fucking. Your life. Yeah, maybe a little more nowadays. But like when you I meet people though. my age or older or even a little long, younger, it's like, oh, you grew up skiing. Like your family must be kind of well off. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. it is kind of an aristocrat. Well, yeah. I always think about this in terms of the Olympics. If a guy, like Usain Bolt, right? When Usain Bolt's doing his thing. You know, it's like a fact, Usain Bolt is without doubt the fastest guy in the world. Because if you're a kid, you grow up running. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, you run as part of being a kid. But with swimming, it's not really like that. Because there's lots of kids who don't go to a private swimming pool or a community swimming pool and don't learn to swim until they're a teenager or whatever. So there could be like people who could theoretically swim faster and better than Michael Phelps, but we've never, they've never gotten to a pool in their whole life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah, I've never played hockey. Me neither. I've never played it. Never played it. The times I've been on ice skates, I felt like I was like I had Down syndrome. I've never even been on ice skates in my life. For real? For real? Never once. Uh, you know my knees, man. Yeah, that's true. They fucking fly over. Too, too, yeah. much, too much skiing. That's true. Fiorito, you ever gone <laughs> ice skating? No. <laughs> I didn't imagine so. No, no, I don't do any of that kind of stuff. I didn't imagine so. Yeah. All right. What time we got? We're there. We're there. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks. For coming around. That's fun. Joe and Joe. Mm-hmm. We'll do it again. Uh, anything more to add, sir? <coughs> okay, that's it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. This is the Nick and Henry show on Raw Dog Radio. Henry, how are we doing today? We're doing well, Nick. How about you? I'm good. You know who we got on today? Who do we got on? Jen. What is your last name? Farley. Schaefer. Schaefer. That's. <laughs> we got Jen Farley here. Jen Farley. That's good. Who's Jen Farley then? Who am I thinking of? Chris Farley. No, I'm not thinking of Chris Farley. <laughs> There's a real person. In I can't Jen believe Farley. you would dis- uh, disrespect her like that. I know. I feel horrible. Yeah. And I was just saying, too, you're like a second mom to me. <laughs> you know that, know right? And to me. Yes. Yeah. To you know us. that, right? That, like, you are. Yes. Yeah. Um, does that, like... Okay. For real. With the HA community. How does that happen with you? Like, do you... Is it like a... Like, you can feel it instantly? with like certain people who come in or does it take time and then it just sort of happens one day well when I first went to HA I think when I was first in my early sobriety I was very unsure about myself but I'd always taken on the mom role even in my addiction like with the people I was around mm-hmm. so I would make cookies for the drug dealers that were coming over from, to my house and I always had fresh fruit and food and that's kind of just always the role that I've taken so it was, it was, it's natural for me to kind of take that, it's not even really a, a authority role, it's just that loving, caring person, mm-hmm. because a lot of people in the rooms don't have that, and if they do, they're far away from it, and they forget about it, so I think that's why I take that, that role on, it's just, it just comes naturally for me. Hmm. Where, where do you think that comes from? Like, like, is it... Um, it could come from the fact that my mom isn't a very motherly person, and so I want to be that person that she never was. Oh, that's cool. It could be. And I think it's. I think that um, people are more open and honest with you when they look at you as like a mom or mm-hmm, as like a sure. family yeah. member. Yes, and a so trust factor. It cuts through a lot of bullshit. Yeah. And also it cuts, for like for being a, a woman in the rooms, it cuts through a lot of the bullshit of like there's a lot of people that get together in the rooms and I and I think it's it's unhealthy and so if 
people are, especially boys, because let's be honest, I'm in a fucking sausage fest at AJ. Yeah. Like it's me and a bunch of boys. You're in a sausage fest right now. Yes. That's exactly right. So it it makes people look at you differently. And and their motives are different when they're looking at you like a mom. Right. Mm, I like that. It's it's calculated. It is very calculated. It's smart. It absolutely is calculated. So. And then you know this whole side to the addiction thing that like I always wonder about, right? Like me and you used to talk about like the guilty son factor that you kind of have all the time. Yeah. Like when you're using, when you're in sobriety, you still have it. But so you have like the guilty daughter one, but then you have the guilty mom one too because you have kids. The guilty mom one overrides the guilty daughter. Well, you were an adult daughter at the time. Like, yes, I was like, a, I didn't start until... doing drugs till I was 30. So it's a completely different complex there. Yes. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't mean that the things that I did in my sobriety like, or in my addiction were just absolutely horrible. But right. my parents, especially my mother, was able to remove herself from it because I wasn't like a child. Yeah. I, she kind of left me up to my own devices. But with my my chil- my children, mm-hmm. the guilt level that I have with my kids is, is still something that I try to compensate for now. I absolutely try to compensate for it because and – and, and they know it, so they, they play it a little mm-hmm. bit. They're like – they can play that guilt card with me and it was real bad in the beginning and it's getting better now but I feel bad I mean I missed out on a lot of things like graduations and my kids going through high school before mm-hmm. before that I was a mom who brought pizza to school every week and sat down and had lunch with my kids and their friends mm-hmm. in the lunchroom and then I turned into the, I just disappeared that's different yeah it's so different it's like a reverse no card there mm-hmm. that is different so yeah, but I mean, I, luckily that they are very forgiving, and and I was able to do a lot of work to repair our relationship, and so I have a great relationship with my kids now, and I'm lucky for that. Nice. So. Does that sense of guilt? Does it come and go, or um, is it like once it's gone, it's gone? It's kind of when it's gone, it's gone. There's certain situations that come up that bother me, but the the further along I get, mm-hmm. the more I'm like, you are just fucking playing me at this point. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't continue to hold me hostage for the rest of my life. Yeah. So, that that happens, but it's, it is what it is. Like, I can't change my past. I, I wouldn't want to change my past, and I'm, I'm proud of where I've come, and I think my kids are too. I think there's a level of pride with them. They were real hesitant at first, especially my son. Um, but it's it's all changed and it's awesome. It it it's constantly evolving. Congratulations. Thank That's you. pretty cool. Thank you. I like that. What was your favorite song when you were fifteen, Jim? I don't know. I was just trying to think about that, but probably uh, I'm thinking more about when I was like in fifth or sixth grade because I really liked Tiffany. You know, Tiffany. She was I like. I think a, we're alone now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I had that CD. I played it. All the time, <laughs> all the time. I wasn't really into music when I was a teenager. I guess I listened to a lot of Pantera, but but it was only because I hung out like the guys that I liked liked that, and so I listened to wow. it because I wanted to be that person that was like the person that listened to the same. music. Do you guys know about Pantera? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I never listened. You to were into anybody. guys who like Pantera. Actually, that makes perfect sense. Yes. Well. Okay. So. All right. So you're fifteen. Your boy crazy. Oh, Lord have mercy, yes. And you're into guys who like Pantera. I liked every guy who was, like, now, not knowing then, because I was extraordinarily naive. I liked mm-hmm. the bad boys, and they were all dealing drugs and doing drugs, and I had never done mm-hmm. drugs. I didn't want to do drugs, but I was very attracted to all the ones that did. Yeah. And I didn't know they were doing drugs, and they didn't tell me they were doing drugs, but come to find out, like, later on in life, I was like, huh, that's interesting. Why do you think they were so attractive to you? I don't know, because they were wild. Mm. Okay. Uh, you have I any like, theories on that? I have a theory. Maybe living vicariously yes. and too afraid to pull the trigger on it, but you wanted to experience it regardless. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. It was something that, like, I had a pretty normal childhood, and so people who came from the wrong side of the tracks were extraordinarily attractive because I didn't, I didn't know anything about their life. And when they would tell me about their life, I was just like, like, whoa. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like you did what? Yeah. Oh my God! You you ditched school like, and and then I you know reverted to type and became probably worse than every single one of them that I ever dated. But mm. I like the I like those bad boys. It was a really bad habit of mine. 
do you think that explains the popularity of like crazy documentaries and like true like the true crime genre? Yeah. Oh, I'm because so, I'm completely addicted. Yeah. Completely addicted. Uh-oh. I can't stop watching this show <laughs> called That Chapter, and it's all about just run of the mill murders. <laughs> just run of the mill. Just run, just... not serial killers. Just like the average Joe murderer. And what is the average Joe murderer? Is it like a domestic thing, or well, is it, it like guy's girlfriend runs off? So he. There's a couple different ways, but there was this one I was watching, and this guy like cut his parents up and boiled their heads. Oh, Whoa, and... that's run of the mill. Well, that. Was... <laughs> uh oh. You, you know what I mean. Get out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, <laughs> that's scary. But I don't know. I'm fascinated by like what motivates people. Boiled their heads. Boiled their heads and then left them in there like boiling with the heat on all the way for like a whole weekend. Mm. So they just liquefied. Yeah, it was really crazy. But I love watching that stuff. And I don't know why. I'm not like a violent person. I don't see myself that I would be. I don't think I'm a freezer, like the fight, flight, freeze. I'm a freezer. Yeah. So I can't see myself. You're more of a freezer than a boiler. I'm more of a freezer than a boiler. (laughs) Put the heads in the KitchenAid instead. Yes. Exactly. I feel like if you're going to go through the trouble of boiling human heads or freezing human heads, you're really not going to eat them afterward? No. It's got to make a nice bisque. Or something. Or you're doing the whole reduction thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Got that you're preparing stock. for something. You're, you're doing off. something. You're yeah, doing you're making a head soup here. That's premeditated. Yeah. There's that's, that's definitely premeditated. Yeah. All right. So when you watch this show, right? Because I used to watch Hoarders with Justin Lewis when we were oh, trying to like feel good about ourselves. And we would. We'd feel grateful after we'd watch an episode of Hoarders. Mm-hmm. Because we're like, these are people who are seriously messed up, but they never found drugs. So instead, they just filled their house with, like, yeah. Kleenex and comic books. Yeah. It's weird. I, dude, the other day, uh, Keely and I watched an episode of Strange Addictions. We got yeah. 15 minutes into it and had to turn it off. These people, these this, like, normal suburban couple were addicted to coffee enemas. And they had this whole big... Tu- you saw that? Yes. Yeah. They're just sticking these tubes up their ass and multiple times a day... Out, like ounces, pounds of coffee a day were going up their butthole. That is, you've never seen. You have you watched any of the other episodes where the people eat bricks and I saw like cotton mattresses. or something and like yeah, it's like cat hair. I saw a cat hair one. This lady was addicted to eating her cat's hair. Yes. Um. Yeah. So there's that. I can't get past the coffee thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me so wait, wait, they were putting coffee. They would lay down in their on their bathroom floor. They had kids and everything. They'd lay down on the floor. Get this big tube set up like a like a beer bong almost, and uh, stick the tube in their butt and let it let it roll. Wow. Let it go. What was the health benefit of that? No, it was I actually extremely unhealthy. So do you think that's kind of like it's almost like like a amphetamine or a meth addiction almost? Well, it like, was, are they trying to bypass the liver with coffee because of the jolt they get no, from putting that much no, amount of like coffee? No, it's like a cleansing. It Originally, was it was for a, like a colon cleansing kind of mm-hmm. thing, but they like did it all of the time. Uh, and I'm sure she did say she got really energized from it. So, what? Yeah, <laughs> it was disturbing, dude. It takes a lot to disturb me, and that was I had to turn it off. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah, those shows. Well, it just goes to show that you can get addicted to anything. Like the hoarding thing. I used to really like to watch the hoarding thing, yeah. but I find myself starting to hoard things, and I think it's a manifestation of my addiction. <laughs> like you watch the show. I used to watch it, and I'm like, God, what is wrong with these people? And then I'm like, oh, my God, if I buy one more pair of shoes, that I should probably be sent to a mental institution at this point. Right. So I think it's an an addiction. I think everybody has some sort of addiction that they struggle with their whole life. For sure. It's just not something that, you know, puts them in jail. For sure. Yeah, that's true, because there's, like, the whole workaholic thing. Yeah, I struggle with that Mm -hmm. one, too, a little bit. Yeah, how many jobs you got right now? Just three. Three. Three <laughs> yeah. jobs. All right, what are the jobs? Go through them. Um, I manage an, a UPS store, and I manage two different Airbnb properties. So. How's the whole Airbnb thing it's, going down lately? Oh, wow. It's something. I, I'm absolutely convinced it's going to make me lose my faith in humanity. 100%. If I continue to do it, I might lose my faith in humanity. Because people are fucking assholes yeah. <laughs> like I have some stories that I've committed some problems in Airbnb speak up would you Joey yeah speak yeah. up uh, oh yeah this is angry Joe coming on just uh, throw, throwing himself in the yeah, mix here speaking yeah. of average Joes angry yeah. Joes I, I mean I don't know melancholy Joe today experience anything uh, this this bad but <clears throat> one time I was in a an Airbnb in uh, 
Prague, Czech Republic, and alcohol's super cheap there, right? And so I got wasted, and uh, I ended up shitting on one of the rugs. And then, like, so I'm really wasted, I'm trying to clean the rug, and then I just poured all the soap in the washer, and then it just flooded out, and then me and my friends just left. Uh-huh. And then someone like Jen had to go clean that up, Joey. Yeah, yes. well, you know... Sorry, I'm sorry. You know, I don't know if I'm apologizing to the right person. But yeah, Airbnbs, I mean, really, it's kind of on them. Well, the problem is, like, all the... Not really. Not really. <laughs> it's kind of on them. Well, it's on yeah, you, Jen. I mean, you're, you're, your letting, you're letting your place out, and, and you are like a glorified hotel. So people do dumb shit in hotels. Yeah. When people... It's just like when you rent a car, you're going to go jump it. Like, because it's not your car, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, So yeah, you're going to go destroy it. That's what people typically do. I was thinking the other day, so I've totaled two cars with Progressive as my insurance company, right? Mm -hmm. And they sent me a thing the other day saying, Nick, you can get a car and get this super low insurance rate from us. And I was like, wow, they're really not willing to take a loss on me. And I had this crazy thought of, I would like to buy a car and get insurance on it and then just drive it into a lake and report it stolen. And then I'll just keep doing that with them. You know what I mean? And they'll just never win. Well, now you can't because it's on. Well, I'm not actually going to do that. You know, it's like the ramblings of a lunatic mind. But no. Yeah. True. True. So what's the worst thing that's happened in your area? Um, we've had a couple things, mostly just messes. I had people who were in the unit that threw up all over the bedroom, the baseboards, the closet door, the bathroom, the shower. And they were in the unit with this throw up for about five hours before they checked out. And you could tell, because it was hard and you knew it was from the night before. And they just chilled in the fucking room the whole day with this, like at some, like you tried to clean it up. I appreciate that effort. These people like chilled with it. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? With vomit. With vomit, just vomit. <clears throat> I mean, just like everywhere, no effort to clean it up whatsoever. So do you think they were just partying so hard? And Pro so they probably didn't even, weren't even aware of their surroundings? Well, and this was the problem. I got really pissed off about this because I, ha I was trying to move them into another room and the people who were in the other room, number one, brought a dog. We don't allow animals. Yeah. So they brought a dog, so I couldn't like move them out. They were supposed to move out. They're like, we can't get there for five hours. So I moved them to another property. Mm -hmm before I went into their room and saw the whole throw up mess. So I'm like, oh great, I got the throw up people at my other property. And when I went in to clean the other room, I literally had five like 13 gallon trash bags full of empty liquor bottles. There was oh, three geez. people staying in, the, it was it was atrocious, it was atrocious. Like I found a butt plug under the bed the other day. Yeah. I found that, <laughs> I found acid in the freezer, mm -hmm. you know. They like, forgot a lot of their stuff. Huh? Well, these are all different people, they're all, they're all different people, but like the noise level, I had people playing card games last night and they were jumping and running down the halls and on the balcony, cussing at the people downstairs, just like <laughs> lost their goddamn minds. Well, you got a group of angry Joes running around. It was angry Joes. Yeah. And I have a, you know, a big giant, like 400 pound security guy that I don't use unless I have to, but I woke him up last night. I'm like, you need to go regulate some people, please. <laughs> yeah. Because I, what are they going to do when I come to the door? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, please stop. No, that's not, that's not effective. <laughs> it's not. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I should probably shouldn't tell that story. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, too, late, too late, man. Too late now. No one ever says something like that unless they want to say it. Yeah. It's the raw dog, Joey. It's the raw, you know. It's the raw details. It's the truth. Okay. Yeah, throw it out. One time I was staying at an Airbnb and, uh, this guy, ah, oh, Jesus. Okay, so this guy <laughs> walked in, and uh, you know I was jerking off. Oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> and he owned the place, uh -huh. and he like uh, didn't immediately shut the door. Which <laughs> <laughs> was kind of a weird, yeah, yeah, you know, we kind of looked at each other. And yeah. Then he left. Like it was a, it was a. a Process. It was a moment. For it was a moment. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Was it a moment for you too? Did you? No. Well, no. I was really, really. I've been smoking hash all day, so I was kind of slow. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. The reactions at that point, mm. but so maybe he did shut the door right away, but you just no. Like maybe this was your fantasy. Yeah. No, maybe. no, no. This happened. Are you sure this happened? Because he had been no. Because he could have been a dream though. Been texting me that he needed to meet up with me, and I just ignored him. Yeah. And like you know. So he came to the door. Do you think he was trying to meet up with you 
for the purpose of. No, I think he was trying to, because he had to give me another key, and I just kept ignoring him for like three days. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I, you know, I think he just came to the door, and I think it was unlocked, and I think he just got a little extra there. You know? <laughs> How many Airbnbs have you stayed in? A lot. So you've been the people that Jen is Absolutely. talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. Every time, every time, well, the good thing about Airbnbs, though, is like, when traveling, like, you know, they're way cheaper than hotels. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you really don't need, you just need a couch or you just need a bedroom. Like, you don't need to do the whole hotel room thing. Mm -hmm. It's so expensive. And, yeah. and so I generally go on Airbnbs. If you're going on my Airbnb reviews, it's not good. I've had to delete my account and, like, remake it a few times. So, <laughs> you know, but... Um, hey, that, but happen I'm, that happens to the best of us. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. But almost all that I did in my addiction, so... I'm. Well, and I'm very kind with yeah. reviews, even um, because I, I really believe in karma. Mm -hmm. And I really am not, like, I don't live my life as a punisher. Okay. So I have a hard time leaving a, a bad review. The worst review I've ever left was three stars for cleanliness. Like, that's the worst I've done. Three stars. Three stars for cleanliness. There's five. And yeah, I felt I bad about that. But this is the thing. Like, people can destroy you on Airbnb with reviews. They can destroy your reputation. And then the guests can't. So they have the power. So you really have to be, right. you have to tread lightly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes I get really resentful at that because I'm like, I just want to leave a horrible fucking review for these people. And then I'm like, do I want to like pay for that on the other end? I don't True. know. What review yeah. do you give the vomit people? Well, this is the problem with the vomit people. Uh-huh. I gave, I put their review in because they were lovely to talk to because I was trying to like move rooms around. Right, right. And so they were to great to talk to and they were being very accommodating. Little did I know. Did they smell when you first met them? I don't meet people. They have, uh, we have door codes. Yeah. Did you ever speak to them face to face? Not no. typically. Mostly uh -huh. Airbnb is like, there's like a, you can just communicate with them. Yeah. I was thinking if they had good hygiene or whatever, then it was probably a partying thing mm -hmm. that happened. Well, but maybe maybe they are like the kind of people where their dog poops in the house and they don't bother to clean. Yeah. They they probably are, but yeah. but I didn't know that, and so I I had to leave them in a room till two o'clock while the review thing comes up at noon. So they've been lovely to talk to. So I'm like, great guests. Yeah. We would love to host them again. And then I walk into the room, and you cannot unpublish a review once you publish it. Oh. It's gone. It's over. And I was like, well, I'm I'm fucked. Yeah. So they got they got a Christmas gift from me early. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, scotch free. So, you scotch experience? free, scotch free, whatever. Okay. Yeah. yeah, scotch. Yeah, they got the they stole the scotch and they left and nobody bought them. Scotch free. <laughs> do you have any experience with Airbnbs? I do. Yeah, I've stayed in quite a few of them and I always leave it better than I found it for sure. I clean it and make the bed and try to be respectful. But it, uh, oftentimes it's been like someone's home. Like I went to some in California where it's like a big mansion and they have like a literal guest house and it's like an actual house and like you just like you have to like go through their like park in their driveway and go into their house and stuff and so like I think I'm just way too socially anxious to like fuck up and like leave yes. shit bad me yeah. too I can't imagine doing that like I, I make I make I the bed when I go to a hotel and I'm like why the fuck am I doing yeah. this they are going to strip this yeah. bed but yeah. I don't know I don't feel as bad at hotels surprisingly because I work at one but like I feel bad when it's like someone's property you know, because mm -hmm. even though I pay for it, it's like I feel like it's a favor done for me because one, it's so cheap, and two, it's their own fucking, their own their own thing. So, you you never stayed at one? Um, my only experience with Airbnbs has been, <sighs> thank the McNamara's parents for like Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff. Like yeah. uh, going to an Airbnb that somebody else has rented yeah. out, and I'm just a guest. Yeah, and I'm sober, so I'm like, right. yeah. I don't know, hotels though, I never like, there was a hotel called the Majestic. I guarantee it's still there too. Yeah, as soon as I say that name, you know, it is, yeah. there's nothing majestic about it. <laughs> in fucking Ocean City, Maryland, that would like give you like towels when you first checked in, and that was it. Those were your towels. You're not getting more towels. Yeah. There was nobody that was going to come clean this room while you were staying there. After you left, they would come, you know? And so we would like sneak people in, and then there'd be like people sleeping on the floors, and it would just be like a fucking horrific mess and I never I guess you know, I was so young I don't know I never felt bad about it though now I wouldn't even go to that hotel but you know what I mean well hopefully not but there's a thing with Airbnbs though I like them it's kind of off topic but because it's like so you go to like a different place it's like you're staying and living in that place and so it's like for example you go to a different country and it's like oh I'm staying in a house thing um so it's like a 
know. You get to experience the culture more. Yeah, well, you feel like more of a local. For sure. People, I get that a lot. Hmm. Like, thank you for letting us be in your home. I'm like, well, it's not my home, but you're welcome. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I don't live here. Whatever. But it kind of is. Well, it is, but it's not. Like, we don't. A lot of people will rent, like like you said, like rooms of, from their home out. I would never do that in a million fucking years. Just let that's a lot of trust, yeah. Hell no. I, I think that's well, about needing the money more than anything else, well, right? No, uh, some people like it. Like re- letting someone else yeah, just stay in their house. Yeah, they get to meet new experiences, meet new people. I'm like, oh, that's, oh, I know okay. enough. That's people. just loneliness. Yeah, yeah that's there was a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. For sure. That's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not dress it up as something cool when it's yeah. clearly not cool. That's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> there was a time when uh, I stayed in Airbnb, and well, I'm about to say this on air, but uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, I really had to pee. Yeah. And, yeah, you did. And uh, <laughs> this lady, the lady who I was renting the room for, him, was in the shower in the one bathroom. And she wouldn't get out, and I was kind of annoyed. So I, I peed in her sink, and um, okay. you know, I thought that was gonna be a lot worse. Really, the way I you thought you were gonna pee on her carpet. I no. thought you were gonna say you kicked the door down <laughs> no, no, no. and no. physically yeah. tried to move her yeah. away from. Yeah, yeah another, something like that. Yeah, yeah that's I, not that bad. Yeah, that's no, really not a big deal. Pissing in a sink. I mean, it's all holes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I. It's all pipes. Yeah. That's yeah. dorm life right there. Yeah, yeah. It's all but pipes. she didn't know. She didn't know. She never found out. Does she need to know? No, she doesn't. She knows now. Yeah, she knows now. Another time I was going to Airbnb and I went to the wrong address and I knocked on this guy's door and he just let me in. Just started talking to me. (laughs) Had me sit down. I thought I was in the right place for like 20 minutes. And then when I realized like, because I got a message from the Airbnb person who's like, oh, are you coming? And I... Oh, oh you know, that could have been like a killing in the making. Oh, for sure. Totally. It's about to boil your head. For yeah, sure. bud. Yeah, and I was like, oh, well, I had a good time. I need to leave now. Like, this guy, <laughs> so upon random. meeting this guy, would you say he's a head boiler or a head freezer? So it was an older man living alone in an apartment. So maybe head a boiler. Fr- oh, I was going to go freezer. You mean the boiler? What do you think, Jen? Yeah, is that an old man living old alone man in an apartment? Cook, I would say freezer. Okay. He's, yeah. I think frozen food. He's by himself. True. He's probably by himself in that apartment a lot. He needs like a companion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I think he was so nice. A mummifier. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, maybe he mummifies all of you. Yeah. Do you think? You could have been I dead, Joe. I could have, yeah. yeah. This was like in... Angry was, Joe Mummy. I was alone. That's good in my, memorabilia you know, right there. That is good. Yeah. Alone in a foreign country. like did they, No one would ever know. No. Yeah, that's what the weird part. This guy is... What country were you in? This is Germany. Oh. Do so you speak young. German? No. I don't, this guy spoke perfect English. <laughs> oh. That's that is weirder. even creepier. That's yeah. even stranger. And he just yeah. started talking to me and let me in his house and gave me like some water. And... Well, that's also <laughs> Europe. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, that's do, you, do you think he was American? Did he have a German accent? Yeah, he had no? a very thick German accent. He had a very thick German accent. So, like, but he was good with his English. So he just wanted to practice. Maybe, but like, why? Why not stop me? As a guy's just randomly knocking on your door. Like, what, so what you're pretty cute, step? man. <laughs> Yeah, like I love the in. stash. He was all about that, tra- that yeah. charming stash you had. Yeah. So you're telling me 20 minutes into the conversation, he still hasn't said, No. Why are you at my No. <laughs> no, that was the weird part. That's not and then European. I got a. That's not just European. And then I got a text yeah. from the Airbnb person, and I was like, Oh. And they were like, So are you coming through or not? So how many minutes away were you from having? I was your across head, the street from I, having your head frozen. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, probably not long. He was just asking me about where I was from and if I was traveling with anybody. You know, oh, 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 yeah. Loud, yeah. Yeah, Did he like, start sharpening anything? No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah. He was just asking if I was traveling. Polishing with his rifle. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's like, you with anybody, son? Yeah, I mean, anybody knows you're here. Do you have any close family? Yeah, and. No, no so you know. almost became the subject of one of those shows that yeah. you like watching That's about okay. people getting murdered. For sure, that would have yeah. would have happened. I don't know though. I've done other sketchy things. I met this one guy who was a groundskeeper at a church in Germany, and then he took me on his motorcycle to go visit a castle and got me really drunk at his house. Yeah, he did. What so, else do you think he did? Though? I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know anything about pegging your fisting, Joey? No. This is, I, I heard your guys' first podcast about, yeah, the, yeah. about the fisting. And Jen, do you know anything about that? Uh, no. No? No. Do you know anybody I, who would? We want to know more details about yeah, it. Yeah, we got to get someone on here who does. Who really know. knows about it. You know? Oh, my God. I, I might be able to give you some names. But. <laughs> <laughs> Henry, Henry, you're a fan, no? I'm not. Because I thought you were looking it up on the internet and stuff. 
Only as research. Yeah, well, it's, it's all, it's it, all it's, for research. It's on the site. So it's, you scroll past it, of course. Then you click on it, of I course. Mean, once right. a blue moon, man. Doesn't mean I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So, three and three segment or three and three? Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or are you gonna are you gonna say something else, or do you want to do? No, it's just gonna dead end fisting conversation. I noticed you're trying to get off that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally yeah. I'm happy. So yeah, like, okay. I'm getting Joey's just turning me on. Jen, <laughs> what are three things you want to start with? Love or hate? We're gonna do the three and three segment. Three things you love in your life today. Three things you hate. You can vent and you can practice gratitude all in one little sitting here. Maybe I can mix them up. Okay, you want to do one and one? Yes. As you go? All right, yeah, go for it. However you want to do it. Okay, so one thing I hate. Yeah, what do you hate? Um, I hate that the world in general and society oh, going deep. has so many people who are self-serving. I feel like community and family has kind of gotten lost in the mix of the internet and social media and like human connection is very underrated at this point because we can all connect through our phones and our devices and I hate Mm. that I hate that I hate it because what are we without our connections we're nothing Mm. we're just islands I was not expected to you go so deep there. It was deep. yeah where do we go from here (laughs) what do I love (laughs) let's see what do I love um I mean, I guess I can go with the generic. Like, I, I love my family, and I'm, uh, I love my children. I, I love the friends that I choose to have in my life today. I love that, that there are certain people who have really forgiving hearts and are willing to actually forgive you. Um, because I've done a lot of things that are pretty unforgivable. I think that all of us in this room have done things that are very, like, almost unforgivable. Yeah. Like, if the shoe was on the other foot... I would have to think twice about forgiving me. I've done mm-hmm. some fucked up things. Oh. And so I'm grateful and, and I love that I have people in my life who are willing to accept me for who I am today mm. and mm-hmm. not hold me hostage for who I was. I love that. Yeah, in the past. Like that that's beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's So um, I, I hate, let's see, what do I hate? I hate people who do multiple Amazon returns. <laughs> I hate it when someone comes into the store with five boxes and they have about 30 items per box and they commandeer my... This is what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they commandeer my workstation for the next hour and a half with Amazon returns. And I hate that I watched this documentary about Amazon that they incinerate and shred most of their returns. And so it is supremely wasteful and I have a really hard time with it. Cause I want to tell, I want to tell everybody about it, yeah. but it's not my place. Like For people sure. need to educate themselves. That's crazy. But so wait, they, they throw out the returns. So sending it back to the company is a waste of time. If it, unless it it's a high, do- well, unless it's a high dollar thing, unless it's something high dollar, then they, they turn those around. So, all of our Amazon, most, I would say 90% of the Amazon returns we do, we take without packaging. We put them in baggies, mm-hmm. we put a label on them, and we put them in a big 18 by 18 by 18 box. Yeah. And I, like, literally, after Christmas time, we shipped out about 20 of those yesterday. Oh, no. 20 of them. So, so, I, I, I hate that. Maybe they could do something good for the world and, you know... Well, you'd think they would donate. Like, donate, I think they yeah. do donate stuff. They put stuff on pallets and they sell it at auction for pennies on the dollar. Because, mm-hmm. like, realistically... Okay, so this is realistic. We took in... We have a little UPS store in Flagstaff, Arizona. Yeah. We took in 750 packages on Monday. Okay? Yeah. I would say 65% of those are Amazon. We are a little tiny UPS store. So if you can imagine, like, multiply that by whatever... That all this shit that's going back to Amazon, there is mm. no possible way that they can process all of those returns. So, and they make so much money that it it's it is just garbage to them. So, well, okay, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's interesting. So I hate right? that. I love, I love poetry. Hmm. I love writing poetry. I love participating in the poetry slam here in town. Even though I'm really resentful of most of the people that go there, but I have found my little niche. Do you want to throw like a plug out so people? Can... Well, it's not going on right now because of COVID. Mm, okay. So, most thing, like most things in the world. Yeah, I mean everything. They have like an online one, but you know, I'm I don't like to 
Yeah. I don't know. It ended up being like a show and tell thing. Like, here's my stuffed animal. This is my jewelry. Like, I'm here to listen to poetry. I'm not here to see what you have in your house. Like, yeah. mm. if I wanted to know what you had in your house, I'd come to your fucking house. That's this became a I hate thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you went I love po- the poetry slam. I love uh-huh. the people I've met there. I hate the clickiness of it. I hate. This is an example. So that's my last hate. I hate the clickiness of it. Okay. So y'all, y'all know Ian. Like, big buff Ian. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah. Ian came to the Poetry Slam, right? And the people at the Poetry Slam like to preach that they are all-encompassing, right? Mm-hmm. That they accept everybody. Yeah, sure. So Ian walks in, and he came there to, to support me. Yeah, and one of the little buddy. girls, and they're all little girls because they're all very young, uh-huh. um, goes, oh, look, they let him out of fraternity. Uh-huh. And it pissed me off, and I turned around and I said, excuse me, Miss All-Encompassing? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. I said, that's my friend. You shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, sorry. I'm like, don't fucking pre... I hate that when people are like, I love everybody. We are accepting of everybody. That Except. Is not- Except. Yeah, exactly. The guy who looks like he's in a fraternity. Yeah. Like, whatever. And whatever. And Ian's the sweetest guy. It just really pissed me off. So. Yeah. How did he take it? I didn't... I kind of told him at the end, but he was happy I defended his honor, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. No but, one likes that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are my love... And hates, I guess. So, so Joey, you've been wearing the same shirt for a month. <laughs> I didn't that's wear true. This shirt yeah. last I mean, time. We talked about this shirt on the podcast last time. Yeah, that's the. Uh, I don't remember. And we talked Jiu-jitsu. about how you didn't wash it, and you were still wearing it. For no, a I actually just did a little wash yesterday because was you that with... shirt in it though? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. It was. It was. It was. This is the first time I've done wash in a while. Uh, yeah. What. Oh, Joey's not like uh, into cleanliness or hygiene. No, that's not a thing I do. Look at him. You know, though, for time purposes, because you have the thing at four, I think we gotta, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been 30. It's been 30. Okay. Jen. Well, thank you. I love no, you awesome. so much, and I've been feeling bad this whole time that I said Farley. That's fine. I don't care. Yeah, no, I'm serious. Angel Jen. I, 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 wish, I wish we'd scrap the whole you thing. You know we all love you, Jeff, right? right? Yes, and I love you all very much. And I'm, I'm lucky. Can we come to Poetry Slam with you when it opens up again? Yes, because I'm going to stack the judges so I can win. Good. Duh. Yeah, let's rig it. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to wear my exactly. uh, girlfriend's sorority t shirt. Do it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Could you get a second one of those? Yeah, yeah. go as a troop. We'll go I as a troop. Yeah. Hey, my brother's a screen printer. We can make some for everybody. Cool. Perfect. Yes. All right. Well, good. We'll go as a Sigma, whatever. Yeah. Sigma Alpha Raw Dog. <laughs> yeah. S A R W. Yeah, exactly. Sard. Sard. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. Joey, Jen, Thank thanks for coming. Yeah. Nick, I love you. Love you, buddy. Thank you, my new puppy, for joining us. Oh, yeah, we got another dog in the house. Sherlock. <laughs> Sherlock is here, guys. Mm-hmm. All right, say hi, Sherlock. Good you job, buddy. <laughs> he doesn't bark. All right, see you later. That's good.